0: No, nah, man, like God's word is teaching us how to live right now in this moment where we are today. Yeah. And Jesus is trying to walk with us right now in this moment where we are today. He doesn't just want us to sit back in our lives and say, let's just wait for Jesus to come because life is just so hard this side of heaven. Yeah, There's just so much challenge. There's just so much sin. Let's just wait. No, we're supposed to be on mission. So we can't be just sitting here doing nothing. So we need that lamp unto our feet. We need that light unto our path. I just don't believe that we were saved stumble our way through life this side of heaven. I believe that we should respond to his saving grace with life that glorifies him in every way, both the spiritual and the practical. Welcome, welcome to the Save Talk podcast. This is episode 14 Man, what's up, guy? Came a long way, dog. All right. 14. 14?
1: <laughs> Some people are laughing right now because it's episode 14. Hey, that's, that's big for us. Yeah. yeah they can yeah. laugh all they want. <laughs> that's big for us, man.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, man, today we're going to be talking about the importance of the Word of God. I don't think there's a single Christian that considers the Word of God and says to themselves, no, nah, I don't think that the Word of God is important, but I think we both can agree that there are plenty of Christians that don't necessarily display that, the importance of the word of God, whether yeah. it be in the, their knowledge it's, or their study.
1: It's, it's a huge struggle. Like a lot yeah. of believers struggle in reading scripture. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Right. For, mo- for many reasons though.
0: A lot of reasons. For yeah. many reasons. But um, when, we, when, we, when we consider the, the importance of the word of God, or even the emphasis that scripture makes on the word of god what what would you say is like the the starting point for that like like w- what is the starting point in god's word or in his instruction that helps to understand like hey like
2: we need this this is not you know what i'm saying like yeah no, that, that's a good question cuz i i think i think there's two main things the
1: first thing right i think in order for us to even begin to understand the mystery of God in order for us to even see the beauty of God, right? Is we have to be born again. Right? So it's going to be very hard for scripture to have any type of effect on you. If you can't see it with another set of eyes, that's what the Bible talks about. Very hard or impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Right. So I think the first thing is, is, is that you have to be born again. So that way, you know, through the Holy Spirit, God could reveal certain things to you through through, through His Word, and that come by you you know by having faith in Jesus. Yeah. Um. And then once that happened, I think through faith we have to believe that every single word in the Bible is inspired by God, yeah. right? Second Timothy brings that out that Scripture is God breathed, like is breathed out of God. Yeah. Right. Is inspired by Him. Yeah. So I think. Two starting point is that we have to be born again. Second, we have to really believe through faith that this is the very word of God, and that He was intentional about not only preserving His word, but He was intentional in giving common
2: men the Holy Spirit, right, to be able to pin these things down. Yeah. Um. So I think before we can even get
1: to why. The Bible is important, right? We have to get to those two things first.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That first we have to be born again. We have to be saved. We have to be able to have a new set of eyes to be able to understand the mystery and the beauty um, and the faithfulness of God in the scripture. And second, we have to believe that like that's his work. came from God came from God. Well, Well, when
0: I think of what you're saying right now, one of the or two things come up in my mind, like. Why that's those two points are so important. Understanding that it came from God, um, because if not, like we're able to leave things up into our own personal in- interpretation. That's dangerous, and that's we. But we see that, right? Dangerous. We see that in the church. We see that in the body. That there are people that leave the scriptures up. For their own interpretation. And oftentimes they base it on what? They base it on their own perception, how they were raised. They base it on their own, you know, experiences. Their you know what I mean? Intellect. Their own intellect, right? Yeah, exactly. And when you're not in constant need or you don't feel like you are in constant need to have these scriptures revealed to you by the Spirit of God, we will naturally incline to just interpreting it based on what we think or oh. what we. Feel yeah. you know, um, so I think that sets the tone for just coming into the knowledge of
1: God in the right way. Of course, of course, and and this that's part of being being born again because one important aspect of being born again is that we get to receive the Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. It's not just it's not just that you know we are safe from our sin. It's not that it's not just that God has. And doing that process, God imputed his, or Jesus imputed his righteousness to us and took upon our sin. But was just that we get to receive a helper. Yep. We get to receive a Holy Spirit that would build those things to us in Scripture so that way we don't have to depend on our own intellect. That way we don't have to depend on Satan tricking us, thinking, oh, this is what it means when that's not what it means. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I think that's why those things are for sure are vastly important
0: for sure even when we're in the position of like trying to teach or shepherd
2: someone yeah yeah just for the pastors and the teachers a movement where you can clearly see that you know the teachers or the main people that's
1: that have influence in that movement um that sometimes you know okay like something is off on how you, you know, on how you, teach. On how, on how you read, and reading and MC's understanding
2: is. the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Fact.
1: Fact. Uh, so, yeah. So I agree with
0: that. Yeah, man. I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, what would you say in regards to like, the knowledge of God's word that, that would be a starting point, right? Because what's, what is, what is the ultimate goal here? The ultimate goal would be intimacy with God, right? Intimacy with God. Walking with God, exactly. you know, um, this side of heaven, we'll, we'll, we're not going to experience that absolute oneness. You know that's what I mean? an ongoing pursuit. But, but that's what we're striving for, right? So what, what would you say is like, what is that next step once we've attained, you know, the knowledge of God? And, that, and clearly that's something that we're continuously growing in and learning, right? Um, but what would you say is that next step to taking it from knowledge to more of an experience? a greater intimacy
1: yeah um that's a good question i think um if we go back to second timothy right um it gives us
2: a framework on how it starts and the progression yeah progression is a good word that
1: it takes yeah mm-hmm. right um so it talks about that's second timothy 3:16 it said, all scripture is breathed out of um, out by God right so that's so that's the starting point to yep. understand yep. that like this is actually God's word yep. and it's not some made up story or it's not even coming from Greek mythology people compare it like no this is right. the word of the right. living God right and then it says profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the men of God
2: talking about us may be complete and equip for every good work. So I think before we get to the training and righteousness, which is the question
1: that you asked me, I think we have to understand the progression that it takes, right? So the first thing is we have to understand that the Bible is important and the reason why it's important because it is profitable for teaching and for reproof. Right. So it talks about having a right. So those two things just talk about having a right understanding of who God is.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Because there are certain things in scripture that God wants us to know about himself. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. And of course, there's different ways he can do that. But the primary way that he does that. Us believers reading scripture facts, reading Bible. Yeah. So there are certain things that God wants us to know. Having sound doctrine, having a right yeah. understanding about who he is, his beauty, the way um, that we come to him, what our relationship should be between, um, between sin and him, what our relationship should be between among. Right. So, so in the Bible, he teaches all those things. And then he talks about from reproof. So once we learn about the teaching that God wants us to know, then, as, as, we're, learning, as yeah. we're learning as we're learning as we're learning because it's an ongoing thing yeah right it's where we prove like, like we're looking at ourselves. correction yeah we're looking at, our, at ourselves, rebuking whatever it is that's in our hearts or in our life that is not in accordance to God's teaching right and then after that it talks about um, for, for correction and for training in righteousness so after mm-hmm. we learn about the things of God God's teaching us his way, right? We look at ourselves, we look whatever things that we have, then, then that's when we start to go to conduct. Yeah. In light of these things, in light of God's teachings, in light of the beauty of God, now this is how
2: I behave. Correction and training righteousness. So I think um, the next step after having the knowledge of God is teaching is now Those that knowledge
1: should lead you into trusting God even more Yeah. because if you don't if that knowledge that you have doesn't lead you into trusting God then it will only lead you be more prideful
2: yeah for sure Arians, right? yeah. so
1: the next step about having knowledge is conforming yeah. your heart and your life to the very things that the bible says yeah fact and right, just, and, it's, and it's an ongoing thing like it's, you said exactly. it's, it's, it's not it's, i was gonna say it's super it's super
0: ongoing so all of the 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 studious individuals out there um that are that are that are hearing this this is not a a, a reason to spend more time in your word before you step out and begin to do and apply right yes. thank you for bringing that up yes that's, that's how sometimes we think of steps yeah we're like all right Step one, I gotta check it off the box. So I need to read and 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 learn and understand to a degree or a level before I can actually go and execute. Yeah. Um, and we know that's that's not effective. As a matter of fact, if you're an entrepreneur out there, we know that's not even how you do things in the real world, right? If you keep thinking that there's a perfect time to do X, Y, and Z, you're never gonna get it done. Right. Um, and and that's why faith is so important. Like once we know that Jesus Christ is our savior, we have enough to be like, "Yo, Jesus Christ saved me," and I can see that you're lost. Yeah. Christ saved me. You need to get to know him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but again, we we have our way of overcomplicating. So I just wanted to put that out there for, yeah, for nah, y'all that that, that have some hesitation or fearfulness of like stepping out and and being missional. Like, nah, God called you from wherever you are to be missional. He opened your eyes for that sake, for that purpose, and that purpose alone, you know? Yeah. Um to be missional and and, and eventually be with him. But the knowledge of God's word is so important because it is our guardrail. Right? Mm-hmm. It it helps us like I was saying, it helps us in every
1: single aspect of our lives. Of our lives. Every single. Yeah, I've I've never met a thriving, mature,
2: fruitful Christian that is not full of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said earlier
1: that's the primary way now that God speaks to us. Of course, you know, um, there's the Holy Spirit. But even with the Holy Spirit... The it's hol- in combination. The it's, it's a process. It's part of the process. Holy Spirit only... And John 14 says about the Holy Spirit just testify to everything that Jesus says. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I agree with that.
0: I agree with you know? that. I think that. I think that... At least I've been able to experience and see like a
2: huge disparity in... Christians that are dedicated to just not having a strong understanding of
0: god's word and i think there's plenty of reasons why there's a lack of discipleship you know in certain churches you know what i mean like there's no healthy teachers how often are are christians even being taught like hey this is how you read god's word now, some of us will push back and, oh, why you gotta, Why you have to teach somebody how to read the Bible? Are you not taught how to read your textbook in school? Exactly. Are you not taught how to read with context? Context matters. Yeah. Why? This goes back to understanding who we are as human beings. If we don't have guardrails to the ways in which we read God's word, our wicked hearts will lead us to read God's word for what we want. And not to see the word for, the, for what God is for trying to is. show us, for what it is, mm-hmm. for what the Spirit is leading us to in that moment. Oftentimes, when we read, read God's words, we read it with biases. Yeah. So we want to read something very specific. So even if the Holy Spirit is nudging you and saying, hey, this is what I'm trying to show you, we ignore that because of what, what it is that we want, right? Yeah. So, so having the awareness and understanding that, hey, there is, there is a proper way, actually. Yeah to read the Bible, to, to understand it in its proper context, yeah. man, that matters. That and is. that's not being legalistic because guys, I'm not, I'm not a legalistic dude yeah. at all, right? I'm not a legalistic dude. But I can remember, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, after being a pastor, you know, already for a few years and going to TIU, which is a, a, a Christian university. Trinity. And... Like, actually, learning that there's a way to read the Bible. Like, yeah. that, that was like, for me. <laughs> I remember that. I remember I, that. I, I couldn't even, I, I was shocked. I was like, wow, like, this, this, this helps me understand why there was so much confusion for me, at least, like, when I'm reading the scriptures, because a lot of the ways in which I interpreted scripture was just based on like my feelings you you know what i'm saying like it was based on my feelings and it was based on those that i learned from and the ones that taught me and and like how they use scripture and stuff like that you kind of molded by the
1: leaders in your life and this is more of a warning man to, to whoever's listening because because when you go back to the leaders of the church i think if that's one area that we can improve on is Leading people the right way and, underst- and, and and specifically understanding how to read and apply God's word. Yeah. If you look at it in the book of Acts, man, like it says that every day there was devoted teaching. Not, not just the apostles, but everybody. Yeah. yeah, Because they felt the responsibility to, man, like I have to teach
0: right. these people
1: right. the right way to apply scripture. And then I think what happens most of the time now in our culture is that most of our leaders are, and you, we spoke about that um, with our, live pack, uh, our last podcast, most of our leader are creating a space where it's mostly about experiences, yeah. primarily. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Mostly about experiences. And even with technology, there are so many things that is more appealing to go to Rather than God's word yeah. So for example The very thing That me and you are Doing Is podcast Right Would you rather Listen to a podcast About desires About forgiveness Than actually going to Actually open up the bible And read yeah. About forgiveness Most people would go To the podcast yeah. Most people would go To a, a, um, a book That a pastor has written Most people yeah. would go To YouTube Yep,
0: yeah. That's right? so true That's why That's why a lot Of, of the congregation They are
1: satisfied With the direction and the teaching of the pastor, of the pastor and not pastor, making it personal. And not making
2: it personal. So, um, so at the end of the day, right, if we look at, like I said, if, if, if we want to be a certain place or in a certain way when it comes to our Christian walk, we have to be devoted to reading, learning. And studying the word of God. All those other things
1: is not bad. The podcast is not bad. The YouTube is not bad. Reading books is not bad. But we can't make that our go-to. Yeah. Or, 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 or in a sense, even to the point of... So you remember when I was going through my divorce, I would call you every morning. Yeah. Right? Because I was like, man, like, I need to hear advice from Gio. Or I need to hear some type of encouragement from from from, from Gio. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But you know what happened when when you didn't pick up?
0: You felt like something was missing.
1: Like, like you can't make it. it like and it, it sent me to yeah. more of a down like a yeah, spiral yeah. down. And then um Pastor De, um I brought the same idea to to one of the pastors at the time. Um he was like, When you wake up, why don't you just go to God
2: first? Me calling you wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? But I saw the difference throughout the day when I was starting to go to Scripture first. Right. Right? And then
1: maybe during my lunch, I'd probably call you. Yeah. Instead of calling you at 6 o'clock in the morning. Because at that time, I was in the academy, so I had to get up at that time. But that's what most believers do. And that's how, it's not only that's what they do, but that's how most teachers, oh, if you do this, just call me if you do this come to my office come see me and that's just that's not a bad thing but i think we should start leading people to scripture and read and and and, and to see how does that apply to
2: your current situation yeah i have an first. example man i have, I have you know? such a good example so, of that like it had to have been we're talking like eight nine maybe ten years ago my uncle shout out to my uncle eric um, I was at a youth camp at that time and I can just remember
0: during this time I had to have been like maybe 21, 22, and I was in some challenging situations and I was also a youth pastor at the time. And I remember I had some, some, some struggles going on and I went to my uncle about it cause I just had, a I had a lot of respect for him, you know? And I saw him as a man of God. I still do, of course. But one of the things that he did that was so different for me at that time as a Christian was when I, when I went to him, the first thing he did was like, hey, let's take a look at the word of God. Yeah. Let's take a look at the word of God. Let's see what the scriptures say. And to me, that was so powerful because what I was used to prior to that was I would go to someone in my life that, was a, that I saw as a leader. And they would just give me their opinion. Their opinion. And then they would attach their opinion to God's, ver- to God's word. That matches their opinion. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like, Or oh, that justified their th- opinion. There, there's just a huge difference when you're able to take a look at God's word. And I had an, my other example of that was the first time I ever um, met my, my, the lead pastor at our church now, Pastor Mucci. This is before I left my old church. and. I went there on a Wednesday to meet with him because, I, man, I was going through hell at that time. I was still married in my last marriage and it was just real messed up. And I, for two hours, I just kind of like vomited and, 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 and said everything that, I was, that I, everything that I was going through at the time. And the first thing he did was like, hey, man, let's take a look at the scriptures. Let's see what God has to say about it. Those moments were so pivotal for me because it, it, it highlighted the importance of falling on the truth of God's word when we're going through something. When things aren't making sense, you know, when life is not adding up, guys, the best thing we can do is
2: go to his word because man can manipulate. And we often don't realize that we're constantly pushing
0: our biases onto people. And everyone is wired different, Every, everyone has a different path. God is leading people in different ways, and it's like, man, if the, in my opinion, the greatest Christian leaders are the leaders that can point right to the scriptures
1: and say, this is what God has to say. yeah,
0: about whatever situation you want. Yeah and put you in a position, place you in a position as, as the receiver,
1: like, hey, what what are you seeing from the scriptures here?:
2: Yeah. And that makes you
1: you more dependable on, on God's word and not just how to fish, not just the pastor. You're teaching them how to fish
0: instead of making them confident in your leadership. See, that's arrogance and that's pride. And that's a lot of the, that's a lot of the Christian leaders that we have today is, is they are full of members having this dependency on them to hear God's word as if they are Moses or something. Guys, you're not Moses. We're not in that time anymore. Like, like you're not Moses. (laughs) You're not holding up the tag. Yo, of you're not. You're not. You don't, you don't hear from God on the top of the mountain like like that's just not what it is. It, it's not. Like if you are a shepherder,
2: your sheep need to be able to search the scriptures for themselves and hear from God.
1: Yeah. I, and even as, as believers too, we have to understand that,
2: you know, that like the... Reading scripture is not is not an option yeah for us Fact. just like just like as a if you're an athlete, training is not an option right
1: If you're a human being, food is not an option right right So we have to treat it um the the the, the same way doesn't scripture talks about that you know we starve for God's word more than daily bread. Right Yeah, Matthew 4:4. yeah but we don't live by bread alone,
0: but by every word out of God's mouth, out of God. That's a command, that's, that's not an ask.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so we can't see it as as, as, as as an option. We have to see it as a
1: necessity, just like having shelter, just like um, have, putting the proper nutrients in your body is a necessity. We have to treat scripture. And us reading scripture the same way, because no matter how you look at it, no matter how you decipher it, no matter what excuses you have, you will not grow spiritually if reading the Bible is not a consistent part of your life. Yeah, you're just going to be too open
0: to the attacks of Satan. You're just going to be too open because every day we're being bombarded by different words. By by different false truths, people. Yeah, like TV, music, social media. Like let's 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 go back to that. When we when you think about Matthew four four, right? When Satan tempts Jesus after fasting forty days and forty nights, it says that his hunger kicked in after that forty day mark. Right? That's when he actually felt hungry. Mm -hmm. In that in the midst of that hunger, I mean, I don't know if you've ever fasted. Longest I've ever fasted a water fast has been 3 days, right? Me too, water fast 3 days. Water fast, fast day 3 with days like
1: fruits and stuff like 10 days.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Daniel fast. Like I did the 21 yeah. day, day Daniel fast multiple times. But when you haven't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights, for me I have to say I can only imagine how hungry you actually are because your body at that point is crying out for nutrients, right for substance. And in the midst of that Satan clearly, the devil is aware of this, right? So he tries to hit him with, you know, why don't you just turn these
2: stones to bread? You know? So think about this, guys. In the midst of Jesus' hunger,
0: I mean, real hunger, not the hunger we experience when we're craving food because of the foods we're addicted to, but actual hunger after 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, Jesus points back to the scriptures. He says, man shall not live. He says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word out of God's mouth. Mm. So he's, yo, he's declaring something, multiple things at that point. But one of the things he's saying to us as Christians is that we need to have a different look and approach when it comes to his word. Yeah. Like we need to see his word as living bread. Living bread. And nothing else. Like it is truly living bread because he's saying to us, even if you ate food every single day, this side of heaven, even if you ate the best foods every single day, this side of heaven, you will die without the bread of
1: life. Yeah. yeah. And a- another,
2: man, it's crazy you just said that because another aspect of that story is Satan knows what we struggle with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Certain knows, like,
1: it's not just Jesus that knows us. It's not just God that knows right, us Right Right. Satan knows what he could tempt us with Satan knows the, our wants Certain knows our desires Yep So he knew that Jesus you
0: starving Yes exactly Exactly My point He, he, he attacked him at the opportune
1: time And So ap- application here Is just like you said earlier If we can If we don't know the word of God To be able to combat Satan to Satan, you are left wide open to attack, just like you said. That's why it talks about having on the army of God, right? Right. And and, and specifically, scripture is a sword of the spirit. Yes. Yo, we see it in the garden,
0: dude. (laughs) We see this exact importance of God's word
2: in the garden. Mm -hmm. When Satan approached Eve at the tree, right? she allowed
0: him to speak this truth, this false truth into her life, right? At that moment. And instead of referring back to God's word, she considered. God said, do not eat. Yeah. That's his word. She considered what he had to say. Mm -hmm. And that consideration led to what? It led to desiring now after the tree, seeing it and seeing the fruit differently. Now she's lusting after that fruit. Next thing you know, she ate it. And that's exactly what happens in, in, in our lives. Like, When we don't see God's word as the thing we fall back on this side of heaven, when we're up against whatever it is, no matter what the circumstance, or when we don't know something, no no matter what it is, right? When we don't fall back on God's word, we are going to eat of some type of fruit that's not of God. What is the
1: other option? We're either moving forward or we're going backwards. Yeah. And... and Talking about moving forward. I see that in my personal life, man. Just as as we're talking, I'm thinking back
2: um, to to a point of time where, you know, I I walked away from the faith what three years ago. And and I'm thinking, what brought me back?
1: Now ultimately, you know, it was Jesus tugging in my heart. Yeah.
2: Ultimately, we know that's so, what so we already got that out. But The result of Jesus talking in my heart brought about one affection. It wasn't to do anything else but to go back to Scripture. Yeah.
1: Like, that's, that's the only desire that came. That's the first desire and the only desire for God that came back. Um, it wasn't a desire to necessarily go back to church which I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I'm just... For you and your experience. Yeah, for like, me my experience, it wasn't... Because most people is like, oh, most of the time when people think about I got to get right with God, it's like, oh, I got to go to church, which is yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just for my experience, even growing up in a church, being an elder, my experience on that moment where I felt God talking in my heart was, man, I, I just want to read the Bible. Yeah. And that ultimately led to me searching for a church that ultimately led to me being in more community with you and more being
2: more community with people like Michelle or you know different people but but as you're talking, I just remember like like
1: what got me out of my darkness was the Holy Spirit coming into my heart and say, "Hey, you got to go back to scripture. This is what God has to say about." The way that you are living currently
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah That's one thing I love about And We
1: was we, you know, talking about teaching and reproof Yeah right. This is what the Bible has yeah. to say About you leaving currently mm-hmm. And this is what the Bible has to say About how Jesus feels about you Right, there is no condemnation Like this is what the Bible has to say About what Jesus feels about you And a lot of those things This is what the Bible has to say About how you should start living
0: Yeah, a lot of the reasons why we, we avoid God's word is because we know that the scriptures have the ability to push against our decisions. It shows you your heart. The, yeah, it reveals who we are, what's going on inside. And it's, it's another reason why we avoid healthy community because mm-hmm. if you're in healthy community, your healthy community is going to be pointing to the scriptures, right? And it's going to be revealing things about where we are, what we're doing, and how we're living. That's why I love Psalm 119, verse 105. Like that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So, it's letting us know at that moment that God's word doesn't just give us this futuristic direction on where to go, but literally every step, it, 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 it lights up our, our it's a, it says it's a lamp unto our feet. So every step we take, God's word has the ability to guide us. Hey, don't go here. Don't do this. Don't watch that. Don't consume this. This is not of me. That is of me, right? Every single step. And oftentimes we, 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 God's word for some of us goes as far as he's our great hope. So let's just wait for Jesus to come. (laughs) No, man, like God's word is teaching us how to live right now in this moment where we are today. And Jesus is trying to walk with us right now in this moment where we are today. He doesn't just want us to sit back In our lives and say, let's just wait for Jesus to come Because life is just so hard this side of heaven Yeah, There's just so much challenge, there's just so much sin Let's just wait, no we're supposed to be on
1: mission So we can't be just sitting here doing nothing So we need that lamp unto our feet We need that light unto our path To lead us And and, and the one thing about the Bible too Is that it's not just some old book Right, I think You know, we have to understand that Like Jesus, God Knows exactly what we're going through, where we at in our walk, where we at in our life, where we're at with our relationship. Yes. And every scripture, this is the beauty of the scripture, of the scripture because no matter what situation you're in, God has something to say yes.
0: about it. And that, that right there, what you're describing, God meeting you where you are with the scriptures, mm-hmm. that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Intellect doesn't do that. Intellect, because again, one of the issues with, with our approach to reading the scriptures, searching the scriptures from a, a vantage point of intellect, like my knowledge, my ability to understand and articulate, is that we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. So what happens is you read, again, you read the scriptures for face value mm-hmm. and you don't see how the scriptures have layers to them and they're able to transcend the, the, what's being written on the pages, if that makes sense. Yeah. And to like what I trust in God will always leads to destruction and Christ. We need the spirit of God to, to, to help us in our application of the scriptures because it's not going to be the same every time. That's not saying that, oh, that, that means that scriptures are contradicting. No, because the scriptures will always point back to truth. But in the way that we apply it, it can be different can be based different. on the circumstance of our in our lives,
1: what we're going through at that time or who we're standing in front of. Yeah. Yeah, We
0: yeah. need the Holy Spirit for that.
1: Yeah, that's definitely. And like you said, the Holy Spirit will always
2: testify back to the Word of God. Always. Right, always testify. So um, now, we talk about, you know, why it's important to Scripture. And, but earlier I mentioned, like, a lot of believers struggle reading and i i was one of them yeah all right um it's like it's like for most believers it's not something that they just wake up and or is just there yeah it requires discipline is that we have to at 10 o'clock p.m yeah make sure i read
1: my bible yeah, yeah. but but if we think about it like you you don't do that Spending time with your wife. You don't say at 10 o'clock.
0: Sometimes. (laughs) Depending on your schedule or your, or your, depending on your responsibility, sometimes you got to jot it in. But but I get what you're saying. That's not a normal thing though. I get what you're saying though.
1: That's not a a normal thing. Yes, one day you might be busy or for a week you might be busy, be like, hey, hey, babe, I, I, I," you know, Mm -hmm. I'm free after eight o'clock. But that's not a normal behavior that you see in marriage or in a relationship. Right. Um, So why do you think for a lot of believers, it's 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 like that. Like it's like, God, I'm put you on a schedule ten to eleven before I go to bed. It's me and you. Yeah. So
0: so I, I think I had this and I had this conversation with 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 my pastor, um, Pastor Muchi, literally two days ago, just about the dynamics of spending time with God, intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes we we even compartmentalize that. Um, so when it comes to like getting time with God, I think we, we have to first see that God wants to walk with us throughout our life. You know what I'm saying? Like in everything that we're doing, driving in the car, going to work, like we should be walking with God. We should be spending time with With God. We can be communing with God while we're in our jobs or, you know, while I'm doing some other type of work. Um, if, if, if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, what I think you're describing at that in this scenario is like where there are no distractions. And it's time of solitude with God where I'm
1: intent is, is that, is that accurate or like, well, okay, yeah. Not- so I, I, I think what I'm trying to say is when it comes spe- specifically to Bible reading, but you're right. Okay. So stu- studying our scripture. throughout The day, like you said, like, like our walk with God is, is not just scripture. Really. Our, our yeah. walk with God could be prayer. Yeah. Walk with God can be just yeah. talking right with God. You know, it says, it says that the word are written in our, in our hearts. So. But in the case of reading the scriptures, right? Study
0: to show yourself approved. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so specifically that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think you mentioned something earlier, which I think brings a lot of uh, context to, to this answering this question is the amount of dis- distractions that exist this side of heaven. Yeah. You have social media. We got movies. We got places to eat. We, we, we live in South Florida, right? So we, we in, there's never a running out of options of things to do new ways to be stimulated,
2: right? And I think with that being said, if we're not disciplined, we are always going to struggle setting time aside to feed our souls
0: through the study of the scriptures. Because we in the Bible is is a spiritual discipline. it, It is a discipline. Like I don't, listen, I'll say this. We need a thirst and a hunger for the righteousness of God that thirst and that hunger will drive us to read the scriptures. Amen. But that thirst and that hunger is not going to be constant. Is that I don't care who you are. You're lying if, you, if it is. Because you're perfect then. Because none of us can walk this side of heaven like Jesus Christ did. Yeah. We are going to have moments and seasons of distraction. We're going to have times where something else grabs our mind, grabs our attention. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have times where we're wrestling with idolizing something versus someone who is Christ. And in those seasons, discipline matters. You know what I'm saying? Which is why it's so important to create healthy habits. If we create these healthy habits, when you feel like it or when you don't feel like it, you do it. You do it. You know what I'm saying? And I think Jesus Christ highlights a habitual life. He rose early in the morning. He got time away with God. He fasted. He prayed off. You know what I'm saying? Like These were habits for him. These were things that he, it was he just did it. He made the decision and he just did it. And I think that that unless we find the importance to create these disciplines in our lives, the same way we do for a business, right? The same way we do for our physical goals, right? The same things we do to try to get a college degree. If we're not willing to see the importance all the more when it comes to God's word, then, w- man, we're, we're going to struggle big time. Yeah, we're missing the point. because.
1: It, uh, your point we already do these things yeah and whatever thing we love like if you love sports you're gonna be disciplined to you train. prioritize it you if you love it, yeah. business you know you're gonna be disciplined to learn about whatever product so we already do these things so yeah. the concept of discipline is not foreign to believers
0: yeah doesn't paul doesn't paul say consider the athlete the athlete considers training all things in order to win the prize he considers all things so he considers the way he sleeps he considers the foods he or she the, the what he's watching because it doesn't affect the way you're thinking and the gearing towards that, that victory or a distraction right like as Christians that's, that's what we're called to do consider all things when it comes to our spiritual growth yeah
1: yeah I think um, yeah, that's good and I think um, sp- spiritual discipline is, is a big one I think the second thing um for for people who are having challenge and being consistent with scripture i think that
2: um adding to the dis- spiritual discipline of scripture um i think you have to be in a community oh yeah also that value the importance oh yeah of god's word i agree right i agree um, i agree i think with with because in in all other aspects of of discipline, so athlete, business, like y- you have a team with you, yeah. and most of them. And if you don't, it's going to be hard for you
1: to keep up with that discipline, to be, to be honest. You have a team with you that values the importance of whatever it is, right? So that values the importance of winning the championship, that values the importance of of attain, attaining a certain place in the business world.
0: Yeah, let's, let me give you an example pertaining to what you're saying, right? So consider, there's a statistic. M- many of y'all probably heard it on social media, but what do they say? That you look, at, you look at the five closest people that you spend most of your time with, there's a likely chance that your salary is gonna be at that level or above of the people that you spend your closest yeah. time with. Because you're rubbing shoulders With people that have A specific type of mind Right That have a specific type of lifestyle A specific type of discipline Yeah You can't You can't escape that God made us that way Yeah So the people that you're spending The most time with Are going to shape Your behaviors
1: your behavior Shape the way you think Shape the things that you long after The things that you desire Yeah shape, So Shape what you are disciplined to Yeah Yeah So, so yeah so I, so I would say um, Spiritual discipline And also Man fi- Find a community That value these things uh, and not just having experiences with random experiences with God, but find a community that really put importance of knowing scripture, the knowledge of scripture, um, reading your word constantly studying, praying and fasting. Um and I think those two if you do those two things, not only see like your life transform dramatically,
2: um, but but I think we would see christians on mission yeah yeah i think also. i would also offer um one of the things that i've that i've been able to see when it comes to like the studying of the scripture and quote unquote like mastering your word
0: is that we also have to read and study the scriptures with a humble heart because again Satan will take any aspect of our lives, anything we're going after, and he knows how to turn it into an idol. And even the Bible, even God's word, knowledge, can become an idol. So you say to yourself, well, how how, how does the word of God become an idol in our lives? When I say that, here's what I mean. You'll have Christians that begin to study their word and they are diligent in the study of their word. But what happens is in their knowledge and the expression of that knowledge and, in t- and articulation amongst their brethren, amongst their sisters in Christ, when they start to realize and sense that they have more knowledge than the rest and people are now asking them questions in X, Y, and Z, what can happen? They start to get haughty, heart, haughty, a haughty heart, like prideful. Like prideful. You know, they start to get arrogant. And next thing you know, they're reading scripture now to fuel that arrogance and that pride. And they're finding now confidence in their knowledge of the scriptures and not in a humble heart before God. Our confidence should not be in in, in the knowledge of of the scriptures. Our confidence should be in our our humble heart before God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? so good. So that's just just something to consider as we're studying our word. Remember, like we need to, man, we need to constantly be like reminding ourselves that we are broken people. Yeah. That we're nothing without
2: God. Like even with our
0: knowledge. The most important aspect is that my heart is hum- humble before God.
2: Yeah, because,
1: like, like I said earlier, knowledge without trust, trusting God is will lead you to to pride every single Absolutely. time. Will lead you to pride every
2: single time. So, so that's a good warning. And I, I think a, a another warning for, and these for the believers, who's who's been a Christian for for a minute, right. Um, and
1: you know who's who's been reading their Bible for 10, 10 plus years. I I would also say to don't fall into the temptation of being self sufficient. Yeah, thinking that you know you know because I've been a Christian for fifteen years that I no longer need. Like if if the Bible is truly daily bread, yeah. then you, you're gonna need it until God calls you home.
0: And we need refreshers. Refreshers.
1: Yeah, and that's always something to that needs to be revealed. There's always something. Thanks. That, that you need Thanks. to learn There's always reminders There's always um, You know the, the what, One theme of scripture Especially in the New Testament With Paul um, Even in the Old Testament too it, um, With the Israelites Like Moses will always tell them to Yo remember what God Take you out of Yeah Right It's not that that They, they completely forgot But it's because They need those refreshers They need those reminders They need those Those daily Absolutely. Punch You know To keep going um, So I would also Warn against For those seasoned believers um, to not fall into the temptation of self-sufficiency because we're always going to need um, the word of God. We're always going to need the Holy spirit for the rest of the time here. We're on earth. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yeah, man, I think that's a wrap for that one. Um, this is definitely a topic that, that we can have another continuation on, but I hope that we were able to grab the emphasis here. And that is the knowledge of God's word and the, Further application of his word is necessary for the walk of the Christian. If you find yourself living or walking out your Christian faith without this sense of dependence on his word, we're cautioning you um, because that's, that's, that's a dangerous place to be. to be. You leave yourself open for manipulation um, from the enemy and yourself, you know. So, Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And
2: we will catch you on the next one.